Hello, my name is Jace, and I am a deacon in training here at Pierce Point Community Church. Um, today, I am tasked with going through a concept that comes from Romans 2, uh, Romans 12, verse 2. So I'm going to go ahead and read that passage. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So... This is a very commonly used verse, and it's very practical advice. It's good for new Christians and uh, old Christians. Um, it's, I'm sure there's a thousand sermons you could find right now on YouTube about it. Um, all, at least most of them will probably be pretty good for you. Um, I'm going to kind of put this in a context of what I, how I took it and understood it and used it. Um, and how that kind of played out in my kind of salvation uh, journey. So when I first expressed interest in wanting to become a Christian, um, I had a buddy of mine named Cody, and uh, he was always kind of, you know, trying to lead me to Jesus, and I was, with the lifestyle I was living, I didn't want, want that all what I thought being a Christian entailed. And so I kind of brushed him off, and finally when I got kind of to where I thought was my wit's end with the life I was living, I expressed, you know, I, I, want, I want to do this. I want to follow Jesus now. So the first thing he did was he said, do you want to do whatever it takes to follow Jesus? And I said, sure. He said, can I take your phone? And I was like, oh, I don't know what you want to see on there. And he took my phone away from me. He said, all I'm worried about is who you're talking to. So he got my Facebook Messenger app um, and deleted it. And at this point in time, I didn't have cell service on my phone. I just had, I used the Wi-Fi. So he deleted Facebook Messenger, and that was how I talked to people. Well, the people I talked to were all the people I was buying drugs from and things like that and partying with. Um, and he explained, like, this is, this is a cost of following Jesus. You, you're not ready to be around these people. And so what I did when he left about, I think it was three days later, for a mission trip in Peru is... I did not take heed of what this verse said. I didn't even know about this verse, really. But I didn't transform with the renewal of my mind. I didn't replace this old habit I had with anything. If you're wanting to quit cigarettes, a lot of times it, there are people that can do it, but most of the time you can't just stop. You don't just stop. You replace it with something. Because if you just go outside and stand where you usually would smoke and you don't replace it with anything, then you're going to fall right back into it. And... Uh, kind of needless to say, as soon as he disappeared, I downloaded that messenger back, back, and then magically a glass pipe was in my hand, and I was at the little Maristop Hotel in by Frisch's, magically, um, because I didn't take heed to this verse. So, obviously, it was not magic. It was my own choices, but I chose not to transform my mind in that moment. Now, fast forward later on after that, and I have laid my life down officially for Jesus at this point in time. I had to replace my old habits and really my old friends. And so it's not to say that you can't ever go back to those old friends that you leave when you become a Christian who are opposed to your faith, but it's, there needs to be a time where you replace what you did with them with something better. Um, now, it doesn't just mean you replace it with reading a verse of the Bible and listening to a Hillsong song that says the same words 50,000 times. Um, it's, it's bigger than that. You need to find a community, and that's why almost every single letter that Paul writes in the New Testament addresses us and we 
and let us, things like that, because he's speaking not just to one person, but to a community of people. And so that's a really important part because when you get into a community, whether or not you struggled with drugs or sex, rock and roll, whatever it was, before you became a Christian, there are different people in a community that have struggled with different things and know how to overcome different things. Um, For instance, Mr. Stefan back there, I wouldn't imagine that he would have some great insight in how to stop using crystal meth. I just, that's a little hunch I have about you that you probably wouldn't know that. But I could go to him for what does it look like living in different communities with different believers that have different views on different subjects. He's grown up in the church and moved around to plenty of different denominations. So I can go to him for that. Um, so there's, there's cool things that you can do when you get plugged into a community, but the biggest thing you can really do is find those new habits. Um, it's pretty interesting how you can have a church softball team with people from all sorts of backgrounds. I, I love watching church softball games, not because they're particularly interesting, the, the physicality of most of the people that are playing necessarily, especially myself included, but it's this idea of seeing all these different people from different walks of life come together um, for a common purpose. It's, it's really cool. So there were a lot of people that I didn't hang out with anymore, um, and at the time it, it, it was a little hard, and then I got over it, and then there was a season where I wasn't with them, but then I got to go back and, and talk to those people, and it, it was really cool to have these other habits where now the old habits that were being offered to me, I did not want anymore. Um, but so let's focus in on this word uh, transformed. So I was looking in at uh, Romans 12:2, where it says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And this word transformed, it's in the original language of the New Testament, Koine Greek, um, it's very similar to the word for repentance, which means to change, to turn, to turn away. Um, so it's this, this idea that um, you're being changed by the renewal of your mind. You're, you're repenting, um, and it's leading your mind to be renewed. Now, the cool thing about what we have now today in the 21st century is we have the whole New Testament, the whole story, and we can see how these people dealt with when they first saw the risen Jesus and then was, were baptized with the Holy Spirit, how they responded and what they did. Now, obviously, um, they didn't have all the same technology that we had, but they all still had the same sins. Um, some were easier to commit back then, some were harder to commit, but there's always been sin. There's nothing new under the sun. We just have different devices to glorify Satan with nowadays, but people have always been sinning against God in plenty of creative ways. So, this word is only used three times, but the, I believe, I'm not a Greek speaker myself, but from what I understand, it has a similar root, which means it's connected. So what can we do as Christians with all this information we've been given to renew our mind and be transformed? Well, it's easy. Read scripture. But it's not that easy because when I first got saved, I would, my friend would, he was my accountability partner, he'd ask me if I read. And he'd say, hey, Jace, did you read over text? And I'd be like, Flip open the YouVersion app, I'd pull up the verse of the day, read that, maybe flip over to a psalm, read that, not knowing anything that I just read. Um, but I read, and I said I read. But that didn't transform me, that's not really what changed my mind. What, what really 
transformed me into a newer person was when I got to spend time with these friends and when they got to teach me and when I got to learn. So if you can't learn from just reading an ancient piece of literature and an English translation um, by yourself, then get plugged in, like I said earlier, with your community. Figure, figure out what these things mean. There are plenty of tools and resources that YouTube, um, you know, my parents and their parents had to go to the library and learn the Dewey Decimal System, but we have all these, all these tools right at our fingertips. So learn what this stuff means um, and use that to actually be able to be transformed. But I am gonna stick on to this point of community, community, community. There's no such thing as a cowboy Christian. That's not to say you have to do every church function and you have to go to every Sunday and if your great aunt Catherine is sick, you can't miss, you have to miss her funeral or something like that or hospice visit because you have to go to church. But what that means is when you are at that hospice visit, you have somebody you can speak to, someone you can text or call or um, page. You can speak to people. We have all these tools and resources to be able to speak to people. So I, I never really knew that, um, that that word was basically the same thing as repent um, until actually recently. And it led me to go back to the chapter before and uh, the verse before. So I'll just put it into context. There is Romans 11. 11 comes before 12. And at the end, starting at Romans eleven thirty three, it says... Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor? Or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, now we're getting into Romans 12, 1, the verse right before Romans 12, 2. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So that right there, not, not saying that you can't find a place of worship in uh, um, the wonderful band that we have at this church, playing music, and that can lead you into a place of worship, but what it's saying right here is nothing about uh, instruments or wonderful singing or poor singing. It's talking about laying your life down, laying your body down, giving up certain things that glorify your flesh and not the Lord, um, and that's your, your spiritual service of worship. It has nothing to do with Chris Tomlin or Hillsong or Bethel. Um, like I said, you can find a place of worship with those things, and those are useful tools, but those are not the be-all and end-all of worship. And then it goes on to, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So, in light of what it said in uh, Romans 11, there at the end, you're supposed to be getting transformed by the renewal of your mind in light of the fact that you can't fathom how deep and how perfect and how holy God is. It's in this uh, place of reverence and awe. It's from that place, rather, that you should be able to renew your mind. So if you don't have that first part, it's going to be really hard to get that second part. So in order to do this, 
It goes back to being plugged into a community that can help you learn and understand what this book is saying. But you also have to read this book and take it in. And that doesn't mean you read five chapters, six chapters a day. Maybe you just read a few verses and you hone in on those verses and really study them and hunker down on them. And then a, a big thing about that is praying and asking for that change and, and, and talking to God about it and listening. And that doesn't mean you stick your finger in your mouth, get your finger wet, walk outside and then kind of figure out where the wind's blowing, and then you're like, oh, that must be God. The leaf fell at the left. I said, God, if the leaf falls from the left, then I need to go apply for a job at Womp. Like, that, that's not how it works. You have to be in tune with the scripture, and you have to be praying, and you have to be plugged into a community, because sometimes you may actually hear something from God. It's, it wouldn't necessarily be some crazy voice from on high, but it could be this inkling of, hey, maybe I should go do this, or maybe I'm really good with kids. Maybe I should volunteer with the uh, nursery. Maybe I'm really good at, at um, uh, being pastoral to people, so I should do mercy works, things like that. Maybe, um, maybe I could be a, ch- a good chaplain. Maybe I'm called to do that. What does that look like? I remember when you, Kathy, you went through that process of trying to understand, well, can I even be a chaplain? I'm a, I'm a woman. How does this work? And you, you studied and figured out, and we learned, and we had a whole sermon series and figured it out, and now look at you now. So, But you wouldn't have done that if you were just by yourself on some little island with a cowgirl hat gun slinging like in uh, uh, Kevin Costner in Silverado so um, I thought about that when I said gun slinging but so my point is is you need to be in a place of all and reverence to God then you need to be plugged into a community and you need to lean on this community and if you are in a community even if it's here and you don't feel like you're getting that and we aren't doing that come to me ask me why I'm not helping or tell me I need to help and if I still don't do that, then peace out and find a community where that happens. I hope that doesn't happen here. I haven't seen that, but if it does, bring it to my attention at least, um, because we're supposed to be able to lean on each other. So with that being said, I'm going to pray us out. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for, um, again, always giving us the tools and resources we need to be able to understand you better in a deeper way. I ask that uh, anything I said that was of value is... Uh, um, heated, and uh, anything that I said that was goofy or unnecessary is discarded in the trash where it belongs. I ask that uh, you will be glorified no matter what, and that we will take heed of what you're telling us to do. In Jesus' name, amen.